Welcome to the In Love with PMDD podcast. I am your host, Rose, your PMDD relationship expert. I personally have suffered with PMDD for about 15 years, and it has affected my intimate relationships the most. So it seemed like I could always keep it together as a mom, with work, even with friends. But when it came to my partners, I was always so overwhelmed and frustrated with the cycle of wanting to break up with my partner every single month and not knowing if the issues that I were having were real or because I was in PMDD in my intimate relationship. So today I'm going to be starting a series based off of the 10 PMDD relationship affirmations on the last episode. So I got such an overwhelming response of people really understanding um, how these affirmations can work. And so I want to go in depth today with I am mindful of my actions with my partner when I'm in PMDD. So I know when you're in PMDD, specifically when you're in hell week, that it's so, so hard to be kind to your partner when you're in PMDD. You're irritable, you're overwhelmed, you're really just thinking that life isn't fair, that you have to live with this disorder and there's no cure. And when you're feeling like that, it's so easy to go internal with feeling very sorry for yourself and kind of trying to figure out what can you do to fix it. I know every single month during PMDD, I went through this cycle of Googling everything, of going on all of these PMDD groups and finding out what works for other people. And I would try them and try them and try them. And that would be my full focus for those two weeks because it's like you're in a hole and you're trying to dig yourself out of it. So you can't really focus on anything that's going on in the world around you. It's everything else is a distraction. I used to tell my partner, you're so overwhelming. Him wanting attention, love, affection, all of those things piled on top of me trying to dig myself out of PMDD. I literally saw him as overwhelming, as another task that I had to do. And that's hurtful. When I really sat down with him and we had a serious conversation um, when I wasn't in PMDD and I heard him literally tell me how hurtful it was um, when I told him that he was a burden for me. Like that was the worst thing because in his mind, all he wanted was some attention. All he wanted was some affection. All he wanted was for me to love him like I did when I wasn't in PMDD. Those same actions that I naturally did were so overwhelming for me when I got in PMDD because it's like I didn't have enough to give for myself. So if he was asking for, to give something from me, I didn't have it. And I used to always tell him, how can I pour from a cup that's empty? I'm empty right now. And that's how I felt when I was in PMDD. I felt like someone had literally drained all of the happiness from me, had drained all of the loving actions that I, I naturally did. They just drained it from me. And I was this other person that was completely unrecognizable. I remember looking in the mirror and I, I felt like I looked differently. I just didn't, there was no sparkle in my eye. My skin looked different. I don't know if that happens to you when you're in PMDD, where you literally look at yourself in the mirror and you look like a different person. And I didn't like the person that I saw in the mirror. And I literally had a conversation with my partner and he told me one day, that he could tell that I was in PMDD by how I looked. 
He said, I could look at you when we wake up and I could tell that you're in PMDD and it made him want to go in a hole and hide. Whereas I felt like I wanted to go in a hole and hide from the rest of the world. So I can, until I was out of PMDD, he felt like he had to walk on eggshells. And I really, when you're not in PMDD, you tend to have a lot more compassion to what your partner goes through. And to literally hear him say, that he felt like he had to walk on eggshells. He couldn't say or do anything because I would, everything he did annoyed me. You know, um, his breathing, his snoring, his his closing the drawers, you know, every, every action that he did annoyed me. And yet all he wanted to do was to be close to me. So when I would try to isolate and try to say, I, I just need time for myself, it made him want to come closer to me because he felt like he was losing me. And what happens with your partner when you stop doing those things that, that they feel loved by, they start to fear that they're losing you. And when they start to fear that they're losing you, they start to cling on even more. So the more I was trying to go away, you know, from my partner, you know, not physically go away, but just, you know, do certain things that where I would just be by myself, um, the more he wanted to be with me and just be close to me and just get that reassurance, even that look that I still loved him, that I still cared about him. And I know so many times we can think to ourselves, they know that we love them. You know, they know that I care. I'm still here. It's not enough. And I also realized it is a daily deposit that you have to give your partner to show them that love, affection, and attention. And that all starts with this affirmation of being mindful of my actions when I'm in PMDD. What I ended up having to do is to make a list of the things, and I did this with my partner. So this is one of the exercises I do with my private clients, is we make a list of the things that your partner knows that you do that makes them feel loved, that makes them feel cared for. So we're making a list of all the things that you do when you're not in PMDD. And then you're taking that list and you're literally inserting that daily for when you go into PMDD. So because it doesn't come to you naturally, it's something that you have to instinctively do. You know, it's kind of like going to the gym. It's easy to go to the gym when you're always motivated and you're pumped up. When you're not in PMDD, you have this energy, especially when you're like in that ovulation mode where you're like manic, where you just want to move around. No one has to really tell you, hey, go to the gym or hey, you know, do these healthy things because you have all of this energy to do it. But when you're in PMDD, you suddenly don't feel like doing all of those things. So that's why you kind of can fall off or you kind of can be very cyclic with all of the actions that you take physically, the same thing is true in your relationship. You have to write down the things that make your partner feel loved and you have to be mindful of doing those every single day because when your partner does not feel loved, when they do not feel cared for, they get resentful. This can happen consciously or subconsciously and they'll start reacting in a very negative way. So a lot of times with my private clients, will they'll come to me and the, and the, you know, the partner will start telling me all of the things that her partner did when she was in PMDD and how they reacted and all of these things. And I really believe that a lot of those actions are a cry for help because your partner doesn't know how to deal with you 
when you are in PMDD and it becomes very frustrating to be pulling on someone to try to get something out of someone and you're just not getting it. It's like a child that's, you know, when they're hungry, they don't just stop crying because, you know, if you don't feed them. So if your child is crying, and I like to give this example because it's very true, we're very nurturing, you know, um, if your child is crying and they really, really want food, they're not going to stop crying until you give them the food. If you ignore them, they'll cry louder. If you walk away from them, they'll run after you and cry louder. So what you need to understand is your partner is not going to act in the way that you know them to be until you give them what it is that they need. And a lot of times your partner is very aware that the only person the only person that they can get that affection, love, and attention from, the only people they want it from is you. They can't go out and get it somewhere else. Just like your child can't go start the car and go to the store and go get themselves some food. They are dependent on you for attention, affection, love, and care. And I want you to understand that responsibility and how daunting it is for someone to take that away from you. So if you felt really secure with something and you had it for two weeks out of the month, you felt really secure with it. Um, you had a certain amount of money in your bank account. And then for two weeks out of the month, someone emptied your bank account. And then all of a sudden you're constantly looking at your bank account and there's no money in there. That is how your partner feels when you take those loving actions away. When you take that good morning, when you take those hugs, when you take those loving looks, all of these things do not cost you anything. But I understand, I understand that it takes an immense amount of effort. And it's, you have to be very conscious to do these things because they don't come natural to you. They're, they're not the first thing on your mind when you wake up. You're not like, oh, let me go hug my partner and tell them that I love them. It's not a thing that you automatically think about. You think about your symptoms. You think about everything that you're going through. I know a lot of times with me, all of my symptoms first thing in the morning are normally heightened because I wake up from a cold sweat and I'm shaking. Um, I have really bad anxiety. So my hands literally are shaking. I'm trying to do normal things and I could possibly drop them. Like it's so frustrating because you start to think, oh my God, am I, I'm not stupid. Like how come I can't do these normal things? So I have all this going on in my head and I'm just trying to get through my normal morning routine. So what I had to end up doing is adding my partner in my day-to-day -day task, in my morning routine, in my evening routine. Um, and I'll do another podcast on my PMDD morning routine to make sure that I, I lay this out. But for right now, one of the things that I made sure I did with my partner in the morning, we send, um, these little devotionals to each other and they're relationship specific. Um, we send them every morning and I make sure I send it before I do anything else. I do that to set the tone for the day. So think of your partner as having an empty cup, being hungry, and you wake up in the morning and you need to feed them, feed them love first thing in the morning. If you feed them love first thing in the morning, you can go back to doing all the things that you need to do in order to make yourself feel your best while you're in PMDD. You, but if you starve them first thing in the morning, if you starve your partner for the first half of the day, by the time you interact with them, 
they're going to be starving and they're going to be coming at you in a way that may not be the way that you know them to be is loving, compassionate, caring. And then so it's easy for us to focus on their reactions for when we're in PMDD. And I learned this, and this is something that I used to do all the time to justify my actions, my inaction. So in order to justify me not giving my partner certain things when I was in PMDD, I would point out all of the negative reactions that he would have from not getting that love, affection, attention. And I would say, this is why I'm not going to give him this. This is why I can't give him this. This is why, this is why. And I started to justify it so badly that I didn't even feel like I had to give him attention, affection. I felt like he should just understand that, hey, I'm going through a lot right now. So put all of your needs on hold and I'm going to go over here and figure me out. I have nothing for you. That was literally me mentally, emotionally abandoning him, neglecting him, and then expecting him to still be there when I got out of PMDD and I was feeling back to normal and so loving and wanting to give that love. It was like, it was all bottled up. I just felt like he was the best thing since sliced bread. And I just wanted to go tell him and be with him and all of these things. And I expected him to sit in a corner for two weeks and then wait for me to come back to him. And that is not fair. That is not, not only is it not fair, it's a little, and I hate, I really hated to admit this, but it's a little emotionally abusive to, because neglect is a form of abuse. Neglect is a form of emotional abuse. I have childhood trauma and that is where I was learning that I kept feeling like, oh, I wasn't, you know, abused by my biological family and all of these things. Yes, it was emotional abuse. And when you take something away that someone depends on emotionally, that's emotional abuse. And when I realized when I wasn't in PMDD that I was emotionally abusing my partner, this is where I came up with these affirmations and the actions that go with these affirmations because I wanted to make sure that I never did that to someone that I love so much. So how I am or how I was when I was in PMDD, the, the horrible times that I was in PMDD and I neglected him, that's not a reflection of how I felt about him. It's not, he had done nothing to deserve that. Um, it's not like I had underlying issues with him. You know, day-to-day -day normal issues is not an excuse for when you get into PMDD for punishing your partner. And a lot of times, if you have a conflict with your partner outside of PMDD, it's going to seem magnified when you are in PMDD. So that will justify why you want to go away from the relationship, why you want to not give them the things that they need. So I want you to be very mindful of that, that you can take certain situations that you're going through that are legitimate issues and conflicts that you have, disagreements that every couple may have. And when you get into PMDD, you may start to say to yourself, oh, this, I don't need this. I can't deal with PMDD and all of these issues. Like it seems so overwhelming. And then your partner responds to that because now all of a sudden you're making your partner the enemy. And I want you to really understand it's so easy to think that when you're in PMDD that your partner is the enemy, but they're not they're not. They just want you to be kind. They want you to be loving. And 
they're frustrated, frustrated that they don't know how to handle you when you're in PMDD. This is why I have so many of my private clients and I tell them, do not feel bad for not knowing what to do when you're a partner that's, that that has PMDD. If you're a partner of someone that has PMDD or you're um, the woman that has PMDD and you're in a relationship, don't feel bad that you don't have the tools because it's not natural for you to know how to handle this. Um, you have to have PMDD specific relationship tools or you're going to struggle every month to make your relationship work without getting so frustrated that you're threatened to leave again and again. And I want to let you know that the reason why you can think about leaving your partner every single month, but you never do, is because when you come out of PMDD, you can see your partner for who they really are. And you're giving your partner what it is that they need. And they're doing the same for you in return. And you don't think about leaving. You don't think about leaving because both partners are getting what it is that they need out of the relationship. But this is why you need to implement tools before you get to that place. So you have something in place and you feel prepared. So I'm opening up my private clients for the months, um, for the next three months. And I do it one month at a time because I like to make sure that I'm giving you the tools that go along that you can go ahead and try. And then we'll meet again the following week. So if you're interested in PMDD specific tools for your relationship, you can DM me on Instagram at in love with PMDD, or you can go to my website and book an intro session with me, www.inlovewithpmdd.com or email me at inlovewithpmdd at gmail.com. This is going to give you a way to have tools to combat those negative actions that your partner has to deal with, the, the guilt that you have to deal with after you've done those actions when you feel like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I said those horrible things. Oh my goodness, I can't believe I did those horrible things. I would never do this if I wasn't in PMDD. That guilt is something that can ruin your days when you're not in PMDD. So when you're in your good weeks, the guilt from all of the things that you did to your partner can literally mess up the following two weeks because now you're just digging yourself out of it. Have you ever had a time where you feel like you're spending two whole weeks digging, repairing all of the damage that you did in your relationship for the previous two weeks when you're in PMDD? And then next thing you know, when your partner is finally opening back up, when you guys are in a really good place because you've repaired the damage, bam, there goes PMDD again. And then you start the cycle over and over and over. And that's not what you deserve. You deserve to have a supportive partner because no one deserves to have to go through this alone. So that's why I've dedicated my practice to help women with PMDD and their partners have the supportive relationship that they desire and deserve and give them that peace of mind that yes, I'm going through all of this horrible things with PMDD, but I have a supportive partner and that actually makes it better for me. And they're actually not somebody that I have to worry about. They're actually somebody that's making my life better. But in order for your partner to be supportive in the way that you need them to be, you need to be supportive to them in return. And that includes when you're in PMDD. So thank you for listening to this episode. Feel free to share it with anyone that you know that has PMDD or a partner with someone that has PMDD. Share this episode so that people know 
that there are tools out there that you can actually get that can help your relationship, whether you're in PMDD or whether you're not. Because if you go to someone for relationship advice, when you have PMDD, it's easy for them to give you relationship advice um, for your relationship. And it really may help you for two weeks out of the month. I believe that I've done that. I have so many relationship tools that literally work for me for two weeks out of the month when I'm not in PMDD. But when I tell you when I'm in PMDD and I try to use those tools, they don't work. They don't work because they're not specific to the cyclic symptoms that I have. And it's hard for me. It's overwhelming for me. It's frustrating for me. And I won't do them. I'll get frustrated with myself. My self-worth will go down because I'll feel like, how come I can't do this? Why can't I do this? And it's not because the tools don't work. They just don't specifically work when I'm in PMDD. So I'm here to support you. If you need me, reach out to me on Instagram at in love with PMDD. You got this.